no, no plunder on TV will ever get a job again. <laughs> So they often say that uh, life can sometimes imitate art, right? You've heard <laughs> I've that. Heard that today, you've heard that yeah. saying before, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, do do you think this is the case with um, Newcastle following the footsteps of the famous movie Goal by signing not Santiago Munez but Santiago Munoz? <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> and I'd love to see. It. Uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. He's yeah, from, he's Mexican too. Mex- Mexican, born in America. Oh, what's no? Well, Santiago Munez was born in Mexico, yeah, moved, moved to America. America. So it's like it's it's mirrored. Yeah. Um. But yeah, eighteen. Uh, signing on a eighteen. It's it's only eighteen. But like the same thing. It's like an eighteen month loan. It's like a prove yourself kind yeah. of deal. Not the same. I wonder thing if he's had his um, asthma pump stepped yeah. on yet <laughs> by um, Jamal Lascelles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, beautiful little story that you know. Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> Him and Gavin Harris will be, or Newcastle's very own Gavin. New, who would be Gavin Harris in the new Newcastle team? I would say pro- probably Andy Carroll, but he's gone now. He's gone now, so, yeah. But um, yeah, Ho- hopefully he can do well. I mean, they, they they're sort of screaming out for that sort of player. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, got him and Saint Maximin, but yeah. let's give him out for another one. Yeah, for sure. exactly. Anyway, welcome back to the Forty Yard Switch. As always, Woodson is me. <laughs> And will be as me. <laughs> uh, and yeah, we've got a we've got a, an absolute bolo to get through. Um, we originally last week when we were doing when we were thinking about what we were going to talk about this week, we were like, oh yeah, all the games we had them lined out, which were going to be the big games. But then we just completely forgot about the transfer deadline day. And yeah, so here we are. The deadline day was the deadline. Uh, for the window to close was 8am this morning yeah I think you were watching the Romano Twitch stream last night and I was watching the Sky stream first thing this morning so basically so we had it both covered so yeah so we're all over it is what yeah. you need to know uh, so yeah where should we where should we start honestly there's there's so much to get I think uh, Ronaldo to Man United surely yeah. that was confirmed on deadline day even though it was reported it was done before then but yeah Ronaldo to Man United uh, huge arguably as big if not bigger because he's moving to a bigger league than Messi to PSG yeah, I th- yeah, it was super interesting because yeah, I, f- I fell asleep on Friday night and it was all I was on the couch. R- R- Ronaldo <laughs> to Man City, um, and then I woke up and saw the messages from from you in, into the the soccer chat with uh, Rezik and yeah, crazy, crazy. Yeah. I, I, I Wilbur goes to bed at like ten or whatever it was, uh, and I'm on the couch just sort of reading Reddit posts, refreshing Romano's Twitter feed, and then sort of just following it over the next four hours till eventually I'd see it confirmed at 2.20 and I decided to finally go to bed knowing that I was worth staying up. <laughs> it's pretty crazy because I, he forced it, he forced the move from Juventus before anything was finalized yeah, he was with like, either club. To Allegri, I'm gone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause he, he, and he flew from Turin to Portugal, right? Yeah. 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 Super interesting. So yeah, the, the, like, the interesting thing, obviously I'm not going to go this into detail for every player, because we've got a lot of players to go through, but I feel like Ronaldo uh, justifies it. Him fitting into this United team. Obviously, they have Cavani, but having a player like Ronaldo is priceless. He is not what he was, you know, even four years ago when he was playing for Real Madrid, but he still is, a, 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 these days, a, a number nine of great pedigree. 
Like he, he, he in the box, he finishes goals, whether they be headed or finishing cut crosses or low cut, low, low cutbacks as well on uh, on penalties. Um, and he's a winner, so it's going to be a positive impact. It's just how much of a positive impact, which we'll get into later when we cover the United Wolves game, how much of his positive impact will cover other holes in their squad. Yeah, I, I feel like the thing with with lots of pundits has been. They're trying to taper expectations for his performances, which everybody knows because he's 37 now. He's, he's not going to be playing at the standard he was at Real Madrid or even Man United last time. But what, what they've all basically been saying and 100% agree with is that he'll just bring that winning mentality um, and lift other players up considerably. And yeah. like it's something that's been missing from Man United for... I mean, not that long, but like a couple seasons now. Something, since, since Sir Alex left, there's that there seems to be a bit of an attitude shift. Um, something we referenced last can... week, the killer instinct that they don't seem to have to finish off games like the Southampton game. Yeah, exactly. And he'll he'll be pushing so hard for personal accolades and trying to win trophies um, that it's definitely going to rub off on the other players. Um, and also for the future as well, players like Rashford, players like Greenwood will just be all the better for the experience especially greenwood greenwood like i'm not have you seen the tiktok he made where like greenwood it's like a video the greenwood posted on his own tiktok it's like him scoring against leeds and like run, running off to do a knee slide and then as he does the knee slide it like seamlessly transitioned into ronaldo doing a knee slide in his united oh, days no, and he, like you can just see like the influence greenwood is is in his own modern mold he's based his game off ronaldo it's yeah. as clear as day to see and so, yeah, the impact of actually playing with him will be special. They're all going to be starstruck because, yeah, Greenwood, Lingard, Rashford, they're all United fans. Um, so, yeah, it's it, it, it'd be a great experience for them. Yeah. So, yeah, huge huge for the league, huge for United. Uh, and, yeah, it can't wait to see him on the pitch. Even yeah. though I don't like that United have got stronger... Uh, I would, and I also would have loved it for the memes if he went to City. But oh, you would I, have loved it. I was nah, just going to ask you. Yeah, <laughs> no. Nah, even 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 like those videos we were sharing on Instagram the other day, where it's like, sorry, um, uh, yeah, get some Sir Alex messages Ferguson Sir Alex. <laughs> messages from Sir Alex. Hope you get hit by a bus today, you fucking wanker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. really good. Yeah, there were some great memes coming out. But yeah, like it's great. All in all, it's great for the league. I can't like I've, my Man United dislike aside, it's great. I'm thrilled. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so moving on, uh, an- another huge Premier League uh, transfer, which happened with hours to go on deadline day. I-, I couldn't even stay up for this. It happened at around about 4 a.m. this morning. Is uh, Sao Niguez to Chelsea. He'd be- apparently he'd been pushing for a move to leave Atletico Madrid, and uh, it was looking like they- Atletico initially wanted money, uh, and United and Chelsea were rumoured to be in for him. But then eventually Atletico sort of weighed up their options and was like, all right, loan with option to buy, you can have him. So now he's at Chelsea with a loan to option for buy. I'm not sure what the fee is for the option, but he's here for the season. And I think that's a huge, it's what they needed. They needed a centre-back or a centre-midfielder. They didn't They didn't get Koundé, but they got him. Yeah, it's 60, $65 million buy option. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, I reckon it's, it's, it's a great move for Chelsea. I think it would have been a great one for United to secure, but they're probably already done enough business and only so much the american owners will um are willing to take yeah um <laughs> not everyone yeah, can be was... a russian or a qatari oil oligarch <laughs> i think this one wasn't even officially announced until after the deadline because like apparently there's an hour for them to finalize paperwork and stuff yeah. it was, it was here we go before the deadline but it was yeah yeah not... yeah 
Um, but yeah, it's it's great for Chelsea, and we were talking a little bit like in previous episodes about how, um, you know, the one central midfield injury away from being in a bit in a spot of bother. So yeah, so it's a very yeah. I saw this thing today. Side. It was like Chelsea's a, Chelsea's A team and Chelsea's B team, com- two completely different sides. You can fill with Chelsea's uh, players, and their depth is really good now. Like like it's just really good. Um, and it'll be interesting that like, like obviously it's. Uh, Kante and Jorginho going forward uh, but it'll be interesting to see how much Sal pushes Jorginho for that position because Sal is quality yeah um, and he's like he's obviously he's in this he's not in the Spain team for nothing so uh, it'll be interesting uh, I think you'd absolutely love to see him push <laughs> I, w- I would love to see him push Jorginho <laughs> I, I, I'm not gonna lie I, I, Jorginho hey Again, I'll say it. I don't hate Jorginho. I think he's a good player. I just think he's overrated. That's fuck. Anyway. You like to hate him. <laughs> so yeah, awesome signing for Chelsea. Uh, and we move on. So next thing is... Uh, he kind of came out of nowhere. I thought he was... like It seemed like teams were in for him and then not in for him. And then PSG wanted him, but then, but then no. But apparently he eventually chose to go to Real Madrid. Is Eduardo Camavinga, the 18-year-old wonder kid from Rennes. Uh Truth be told, I don't know a whole lot about him apart from a couple highlights here and there and all the hype that I've seen. He's also the youngest player to play for France in 100 years and I think the youngest player to score for France in 100 in more longer than that. So this could potentially, because he's an attacking mid, sort of centre mid mould, this could be a potential Modric long-term replacement. I don't know. I don't want to speak too soon, but it looks Pretty like Pretty sure it. that's what they what's that's what they see him as. Yeah. yeah. I think it's it seems like an extremely good piece of business from Real Madrid if the hype is to be believed cuz yeah, 30 million euros for an 18-year-old kid, a 6-year contract. Even if even very if, highly regarded. Yeah, and even if the add-ons take it up take it up to 40 based on performances or goals or Champions Leagues or whatever, but like that's still worth it. Yeah. 30 or 40, like it's yeah, yeah, but yeah, like it'll be. I just, I Real Madrid don't have a history of a great history of buying teenagers and nurturing them well. Yeah, that's true. Like, like they've got a couple academy players who have come up, but in terms of buying players who haven't come up through the Real Madrid academy, don't have a great history of nurturing that young talent. They usually buy finished articles or they bring them up through their academy. Yeah. So I hope this is not another case of this. Uh, he's definitely more well established in a better league than Erdegaard was for was, and he's two years older than Erdegaard was when they bought Erdegaard. But I hope, like I, again, Real Madrid's not a team I'm like dying to see do well. Um, I kind of I'm kind of indifferent about it, but like I hope for his sake that he does well. Yeah, I th- I think he comes in at a good at a good time when Modric is still good, and obviously Cruz and Casemiro are all still good good enough to be playing at extremely high levels, but they are getting older yeah. and on their way out. So it does seem like a good time for him to come in and learn um, his trade by playing alongside them and training alongside them when they're at a high level. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's, it seems good. It seems like a really good... Yeah, and I feel like Madrid, like despite the fact that they didn't get Mbappe, still have quite a very good team this season. Oh, yeah, for I mean, sure. They're always going to have a good team. Yeah, and, you know, if, if they get Mbappe for free next, you know... Um, yeah, there, there's talk of them, like, signing an agreement to, to get him on a free in the... Um, oh, really? In the January window. Oh. Um, Crazy. But yeah, for the next window. But yeah, anyway, um, their next this time next year can be a very good transfer window for, for them, sure. I think. For sure. Uh, right. Well, yeah, Camavinga. We we wish him the best, and we move on again. Uh, Sabitzer to Bayern. And this is sort of more like a 
sabotage to Bayern, but also the fact that Bayern have like once again just looted the team that came second uh, to them in the Bundesliga. So far this window, they've taken their manager, their best centre back, and now their captain and best centre midfielder. Um, and also they got Sabitzer for like thirty. Was that how many? It was like some crazy figure. I don't even. It was like really cheap. The figures that jump into my mind are either thirty million euros or eighteen million euros. I'm not really sure why. I'm gonna yeah. do a quick little little Google on the on the fly here. But either, either way, it's it's a really ridiculous. It's 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 a great signing. Um, and yeah, it is it it is a bit crappy that they always just fleece the um the team who comes second. But sixteen million euros. Sixteen. Million. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous because <laughs> he's he's class. But yeah, I just think. It, it, it happens all over Europe. And it's nothing new. Yeah, yeah, it happens all over you. It's just a bit, like, stark because it's one team. But, like, everywhere in, like, Barcelona and Madrid, less and less with Barca. Um, but, yeah, the four teams or five teams in England now. But Yeah, I, one thing I will say is it's, I feel like that this is that's true. But also, it's just, it's, just, it's, it's kind of amusing the fact that they, like, took the centre back and then they took the manager and then they took the captain and centre it's like the three key figures in your team they're just like we'll have them all in yeah. one window <laughs> yeah uh, I, I wonder how long they've had you know Nagelsmann sort of lined up yeah surely for age for a while. Who, 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 wait who did I, I was trying to think of the Bayern coach who's now the German manager today do you remember his name oh um, Hansi Flick Hansi Flick like, did, do you reckon they, like, Bayern, like, knew he was, like, like they could see Jochen Löw after the 2018 World Cup? It's like, mm, we'll see how long I reckon they probably would have had going there. stuff planned out. Yeah. They're not like um, Barcelona. Or Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah they're, they're Bayern are a very well-run club. Um, so, yeah, again, like... Uh, Leipzig completely fleeced, and Bayern... Like if like I mean it's no surprise, but they'll probably win their tenth, eleventh, twelfth straight Bundesliga. So um, yeah, yeah, it's pretty nothing, boring. Nothing new. Anyway, uh, moving on to signings for our clubs. Uh, Solomon Rondon, Luba. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty yeah pretty happy with it. I reckon <laughs> it's. Uh, I just I just think the thing is like if you can compare it to um, this time last year, we had an amazing amazing. Um, tra- transfer window and there was so much hope <laughs> and, and ambition in it and like I'm happy with the um, like I'm overall happy with the transfer window like we, we got the players that we needed and we're moving in the in the right direction but um, yeah I heard Paul Merson speaking about today on, on that Sky Sports stream um, and it was just like yeah they're good they're, they're good players all of them Rondon um, Townsend Begovic uh, and Gray they're good players who will put in shifts and do exactly what Rafa Benitez wants of them but there's a clear ceiling to it yeah um, do you think there's a ceiling to Gray? yeah less so with Gray but yeah. all the other players yeah. are just like you tell them what to do and they're going to do it no problem and put in a good shift but if we want to be pushing any higher on the table than 8th mm. yeah. I think I would agree I would think though that He's come into a team that finished tenth, that's lost their manager, uh, and I feel like a, the biggest issue with Everton wasn't that the starting eleven wasn't good; it was depth. You got a couple of players injured, and the players who were next in line were not good enough. And I feel like 
what you've now done is you've just improved certain areas that were lacking in depth, like striker depth, you've got that. Wing depth, you've got that. The the, the issue is, yeah, it, it, it seems like it's flipped <laughs> because now we've we've sold, we've let Niels and Konku go out on loan with an option to buy. We didn't get a right back. So now we're likely to have to play Ben Godfrey in like outside of centre back again at some point in the season, which is bad for the his his overall progression of what we want him to be. So yeah. What would you rate the window out of ten? <laughs> I don't know. And like in a in an attacking sense, probably like a seven and defensive sense is just like one. <laughs> <laughs> Almost made me spill my yeah. water. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, fair enough. That's fair. Uh, but then, yeah, uh, Tommy Tommy uh, Arsenal have signed on, oh, yeah. uh, with. Uh, it was it was it was done before. Like it was here we go before I went to bed last night. Uh, Takihiro Tomiyasu. I hope I'm not botching that. Uh, right back slash centre back uh, from Bologna. I don't know a whole lot about him. I, re- I just read a a nice thread on Twitter breaking down some of his stats and play styles and he seems like quite a solid player like nothing overly amazing about him but not but seemingly no weaknesses so like it's a bit of an unknown apparently Spurs were in for him before they signed Emerson Royale um, Emerson's more attacking right back he's a more defensive right back so I don't know jury's out but it seems like Arteta's got his guy to play at right back because we've the right back's the one the, the position of most uh need at the moment so yeah we'll see yeah i, I really don't know anything about him yeah either but yeah ho- hopefully he can be good and just like a hard worker because you need that right now <laughs> yeah and just a good defender too like apparently he's good apparently he's good one-on-one um defending so someone ahead the ball out. and apparently apparently he's good at that too he's, he, he's good at aerial duels um, which we were severely lacking in what we'll get on to later in the city game but yeah uh, overall before we move on quickly yeah like Arsenal window we spent, spent the most out of any team in the Premier League I still would only probably give it like a 6 or a 7 though like we overpaid on a few players I just think like it I don't know it, it, like, it, it was it was like it's it's good for like two two seasons time. Yeah, but right now, yeah, like we're still it hasn't it, solved anything. Yeah, it's it's it, it's definitely like I like the fact that we're signing a bunch of guys who look like they're going to be good for years to come. But in terms of Arteta needing, and I'm okay with us, us being a project, and like down the line in two or three years we're going to be better. But in terms of Arteta's, this is something I'll get onto later. Arteta, Arteta's job rides on getting results pretty soon and it's like how quickly will he be able to turn it in because he's got his back four now he's got Tomiyasu White Gabriel Tierney all players he signed um, well, Tierney might have been signed by Emery but still a player that he likes it's a it's a good it's a good it's, it potentially it's a good back four but like, it, it, like once he gets it back and this is what I'll get onto later like he needs to start happening anyway um, keep it rolling <laughs> Uh, Tomiyasu uh, no, sorry. In yeah, uh, West Ham have signed two players on deadline day and confirmed another one the day before uh, Kurt Zuma um, Alex Kroll and Nikola Vlasic yeah of uh, Czech Republic and Croatia respectively yeah I think it's I think this is really really good business from West Ham so we, we were speaking a little bit like in the last two episodes about how West Ham 
look good and I'm like they're, they're going to look good for the first half of the season but then come you know like the, the back end of the season after Christmas when they're booked up with cup fixtures um, Europa League fixtures um, and the Premier League they're going to struggle because they don't have the depth now they've got another defensive midfielder in Alex Kroll oh another... is he a defensive midfielder I yeah. was going to ask I don't know what position I don't remember what position he plays from the Euros yeah I just I just looked into it before like he just seems like a like pr- like pretty good feet and like a hard tackling defensive midfielder um, Vlasic is attacking midfielder so you know help out um, Ben Rama um, and the like and Fornells yeah yeah, yeah. and um, obviously Kurt Zuma is a really good Premier League standard centre back so yeah no really solid I think 100% also like Kral interestingly buying another defensive midfielder like could be potentially down the line if they want to if, if an offer comes in for Rice yeah, next year. Yeah, 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 yeah. So swap deal, get Lingard. Yeah, I was like thinking like Lingard because I was talking to, to friends of the show, Yannick and Vincent, about this last night. Um, I was like, if United go all in for Rice next year, like seventy mil and Lingard, or sixty mil and Lingard for Rice. Yeah, I'd say it's a good deal. That's 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 a good bit of business, and it's smart from West Ham to start setting up for it yeah and they probably got Kral for like 20 million or less so it remains to be seen how good Kral will be in the Premier League but if he is solid and they can he's on a a loan by the way he's on a loan well if he he is and then they can get then they can get him if if Rice does go then like hopefully they're set up because like you know obviously chemistry with Socek from the national team as well so yeah I like that it's a really really stupid piece of business it was a cute video with um, I saw that <laughs> it was really good Alex Kral Thomas Socek and Vladimir Sufal hello my friends come on Irons <laughs> <laughs> so good uh, alright moving this train along we've got Antoine Griezmann returns to Atletico Madrid after what is truth be told a really disappointing three seasons at Barcelona yeah yeah, it was it was pretty bad, um, and just terrible business from Barcelona yeah. again. <laughs> like they bought him for fucking how I don't even know how much, lot, like yeah. stupid money, and then they've let him go on loan and probably end up reselling him for like fifty million at best, probably. Yeah, if that. at best. But yeah, it's it's funny because it just leaves. Yeah, we were talking about just before off off air that leaves Barca with Depay, Luke De Jong. And Martin Braithwaite is a fun thing. Yeah, which is <laughs> just strike like fear into the heart of La Liga. <laughs> Diabolical. <laughs> In like a 25% full camp new. Yeah, and also just like the fact that like Ronald Koeman's like piece by piece slowly building the Dutch B-side national team. Yeah. <laughs> well, not B-side. Which, which he got, did he get sacked from? No, uh, I think he did all right with the He Dutch did all right, team, but like yeah. still like, like Frankie de Jong, he goes signs to Pai, he goes signs to Jong. Like who's next? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Barcelona not looking too good. Atletico actually, despite losing Sao and Iguez, because they bought two, they bought a Griezmann attacking midfielder and Rodrigo De Paul, star of uh, Argentina's Copa America, a wide player, which means they can probably move a player like Coque or someone else who would, who they often play out wide into the middle and play Rodrigo De Paul out there. So I feel like their team's still looking pretty good. Yeah. So they're another team that this seems very well run, which is like kind of uncommon for for these spanish teams yeah but yeah quick little side note i forgot to mention uh about arsenal is uh hector bellerin on loan to betis uh not really much to say i really hope he gets his career back on track but um 
yeah, just like it's a team him and his dad have supported from when he was a kid. So it's just a nice little story. Yeah, it's nice. That that was a loan, right? A loan. Yeah. 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 No, just just a straight loan, no option or anything. Yeah. I hope he does well too. I just can't really understand why he's not in Arteta's plans. But yeah, I mean, his form has dropped off a lot in the past year. But like that's because he's had like he had two major injuries. And he wasn't as quick after the injuries, wasn't right? wasn't as quick, and then like his passing was quite erratic, and like but I think it was just a confidence thing. Like he was in and out of the team, not managed overly well. Anyway, we move on. We've got two more players to cover before we eventually finally get into the games. Uh, Daniel James to uh, from United to Leeds, twenty eight million pounds. Uh, apparently, there's history there. Like there was. They tried to sign Yeah, him. it's on the documentary that I, I, I yeah, used to, right. I used to I watch. Yeah, right. I haven't seen that. Yeah, so it's on the Leeds All or Nothing or Take Us Home or whatever it's called. Yeah. Uh, they like they were trying to sign him on deadline day two years ago uh, and like it fell through at the last moment and he joined United. Yeah, right. Yeah, like there's like literally, like, he's literally in the offices of everyone like waiting around for it to be announced and then it's like, we didn't get this paperwork through in time. Sorry. And then he signs for United. It's bizarre that that can happen. Yeah. Also, the thing you point showed me today about uh, yeah, the Leeds yeah. fans. <laughs> yeah. What was the chant? It was like a clip of um, literally two weeks ago when Le- when Leeds went to Old Trafford. Um, you're too shit to play for Leeds. <laughs> <laughs> Being chanted from the Leeds fans to Dan James. And now they've signed him. Yeah. Uh, for me... And then it was like came out today. It's like, can't wait to see you all at Ellen Road. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it, it has the potential to be a little bit of an overpay if he doesn't hit the ground running. Twenty-eight million pounds, but United from United's good business, they met they got a four million, four four million pound uh, profit on him. But, Did they? Yeah, they signed him for twenty-four crazy. and they sold him for twenty-eight. Yeah, that 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 is good business. I think I don't know. Like, like you were saying earlier, I th- I think he's he's definitely a Bielsa player. Yeah, and I, I hope he does do well because I yeah. think he's good, but he just wasn't. United good. Yeah, and Leeds aren't challenging for the title, so yeah. it could be he fits right in. But yeah, he's like a, like Energizer Bunny. He's up and back 110% every game. Like, that's what you get from him. Yeah. One thing, I will, one thing interesting thing I will say is uh, for any, you know, football conspiracy theorists out there, um, when every game he started for United, 28 games, they didn't lose a single one. Really? Yeah. That's hectic. <laughs> the Dan James effect. <laughs> I know, what a superstar. <laughs> presence yeah. <laughs> alright and lastly um, last player we'll talk about a player that me and Wilbur have had a little laugh about just because I saw a funny TikTok where this guy said pronounce his name in correct Portuguese and it just kind of sounds funny uh, Nuno Mensch <laughs> <laughs> has uh, signed for PSG that's Nuno Mendes for, for any for any uh, not Portuguese Peter Portuguese <laughs> uh, so yeah a player that Wilbur referenced for anyone that can remember our Euro uh, Cup D, E and F previous. one to watch one to watch wasn't I right yeah you were <laughs> even though he didn't play a single minute in the Euros <laughs> <laughs> but yes he signed for PSG uh, for a loan with a 40 million euro option to buy this has potential if, if the hype is real this has potential to be an insane piece of business for PSG if he's as good as everyone says he is, or everyone, some people say he is, then this could be crazy. Yeah, because when we were talking about the uh, PSG side uh, just a cu- like a couple episodes ago, geez, I've said that a few times this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, just the other day. <laughs> but we were we were saying there's like if there's one spot um, in this PSG team now that is like a little bit questionable is left back. Yeah, and I suppose it still is, but I think he can be. Oh yeah, um, for sure. 
um, yeah, can, can be world class. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so yeah, we, uh, we wish uh, Nun Mensch all, all the best. <laughs> um, I've got, I've actually got his name because, because like, just because I was being funny, I got his name spelt in here at N double O N M E N S H. Nun Mensch. Nun Mensch. All right. So finally, that's transfers. Like we've obviously missed out some teams, some players. But the, these are the most notable ones and also the two transfers from the teams we support. Obviously, we're going to have them in there. Uh, so, yeah, uh, hopefully that was a thorough, uh, well-rounded roundup, if you will, uh, of the transfer deadline day and transfer window. What a window. One for the ages. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the weekend's action will be... We started with Everton Brighton? Yes. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, so I think it's a really, really good result for Everton. Basically, um, Brighton are a, are a good side. We're playing them away. Yeah, they were, they were two and zero going into this game. Yeah, um, and now we're unbeaten. Um, shades th- of last, in, shades in, of last season. <laughs> in three games, but yeah, as I was saying last, it's a slower build. Yeah, it's not much. Yeah, yeah. I think Allen was amazing. His two passes unlocked um, the basically the two tran- ch- uh, chances that we created. A really lovely weighted ball to um, Damari Gray, and then the pass to Seamus Coleman was actually better before the penalty. Better than the pass to Gray. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah. It cool. was fucking beautiful. <laughs> but yeah, unfortunately, uh, it was all overshadowed by Richarlison. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna, I was wondering if you when you were gonna get to that. Yeah, a, a great win, uh, a dominant away day performance. Uh, Allen, man of the match. But yeah, there's the the cloud of. Richardson's uh, continuing temperament issues. I just whenever it happens, it's just like, how does this happen? It, it should it should be decided on before the game. It is apparently. Do you see what Richardson came out and said afterwards? He's like he's he's like I've waited three years for my turn, but there is a hierarchy. So he knew there was a hierarchy, yeah. but he still wanted to take one. Yeah, it's just yeah. I mean, it's classic Richardson, and I th- I think I said it before to you. Like I I I really love him, and he's he's got a lot of talent, but he's definitely got an attitude problem. It just gets angry. Yeah, for no it's reason. It's like it's not it's not making you better. Mm. It's just making you look like an idiot. <laughs> um, and yeah, like and then you know the the captain goes up and talks to him, Seamus Coleman, and and he and he still just keeps on arguing back. It's just like it's it's not good to see, and especially an Everton player, which is you know it's meant to be a you know a strong club. <laughs> the people good values club. exactly, <laughs> but also just like just for a, like I know ego comes into it, but like. For me, as an Everton fan, if I was an Everton fan, or even an Ever- anyone on the Everton team, DCL is like a phenomenal penalty taker. Yeah, so far, really I haven't. Good, I, yeah. I, I, I've only watched him take two this season, but I think I watched him take one or two last season. He hits every single one of them in the bottom corner. They're unsavable penalties. So, Richie, whether or not he's good or he's not, I'm. But like, I don't see. I think I've seen him hit penalties in the past, not as good as that. Yeah, no, he's 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 not as good as DCL because you just know. Like it's one of the things that DCL has control over and can work on. So you just know he's taken like a million penalties in training. Yeah, and he's also, got it right. And also, like he, like Richarlison, and does a lot. Well, a lot of other weird European European players do, or and modern football players do, is they do the weird sort of run up and they stutter step and whatever to try and put the keeper off. DCL has like four steps and bangs it in. Yeah, I love it. It's, it's old. Like it's, it's, it's traditional. It's classic, but it works. Yeah. Yeah, look, it was disappointing, but it's it seemed like it was resolved in the end. Yeah, I don't and think like, it means it's, much. It's, moving it's not like you, when you see Moise Keane do something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I 
hope like he gets hit by a bus today. <laughs> you <laughs> fucking wanker. Oh, yeah, oh, that's something we didn't mention. The transfer, transfer I don't want thing. He's here. He's gone to Juventus. But mentioning. yeah, good, good riddance. <laughs> yeah, it's not worth mentioning. But Great yeah. business from Juventus. Yeah. But yeah, I think, yeah, it looks like it was resolved. I don't think it's going to have any impact on the next game. But yeah, good signs for Everton. Uh, We're rolling. we got Burnley next too. Those Burnley yeah. expletives, <laughs> I won't say. <laughs> What's next? Oh yeah, so next we've got uh, Chelsea and Liverpool. Um, in what was pe- uh, We picked it as the, the game of the round, the first, two, the first battle of two title contenders. And for the first half, I reckon it lived up... For the whole game, it lived up to it, for just for different reasons. I thought when it was 11 versus 11, Liverpool looked more like scoring. And I do think Liverpool, even when they had... Even when it was no man advantage, looked like the better side. Uh, but then, obviously, the red card happens, which we won't talk very long about it, but that's a red card all day. Like, yeah. There's been a bit of speculation, but it's just... You, know, you look at the rules, it's clear and obvious yeah it's a red um, card Reese James is flabbergasted <laughs> I can't <gasps> I'm frustrated to get red sent, uh, get a red card today yeah <laughs> it's just yeah that was extremely frustrating that he got so annoyed angry. about it yeah about a clear red card but anyway anyway yeah uh, uh, but, but then on the flip side in the second half Liverpool could have done more to score but I one thing one thing the more I thought about it is the, the way Tuchel set up with 10 men and Chelsea's defensive stalwartness for lack of a better word showed me signs of title contending like fortitude or like mental strength I thought they were extremely impressive barely gave Liverpool a sniff Liverpool could have done more but like they defended incredibly and I think that if they can defend that well with 10 and then if they can play well with 11 now that they've got Romelu Lukaku, now they've got Saul Niguez. Even though they didn't sign Kunde, they've got more than enough centre-backs in that three, especially if Tuchel's playing that three centre-back formation all season. I, I'm I'm more convinced today than I was last week of Chelsea being title contenders. Yeah. it's Yeah, it's a super good performance. And, and like you say, that's the thing you look out for. For, for, for winning leagues, you, you need to be able to stem goals when you have to. I think the other thing that was pointed out... Um, was that they didn't give away that many free kicks, which was like very key, especially when you're playing Liverpool and you got Trent standing over the ball to Van Dijk. Yeah, so they were like defending for 45 minutes and gave away very few free kicks in dangerous positions when they're under the pump, which was very very impressive too. Yeah, and um, he took off and Tuchel took off Kante rather than Jorginho to my dis- disbelief but it worked so what do I know at the end of the day <laughs> the best player in Europe yeah uh, obviously that was funny too after last week's episode he got actually one best player yeah. in Europe and <laughs> uh, those of you who follow our Instagram you would have seen the poll Henderson ended up winning uh, in the Henderson versus Jorginho poll but it really just sort of stems my belief that he's overrated but hey Credit to Jorginho, credit to Tuchel, credit to Chelsea. Uh, a really impressive away performance to nab a point there. And But I still, still do think that if Chelsea had 11 men for that whole game, Liverpool would have won. They yeah, would have right. hit them on the counter. Uh, they would have stretched them because Chelsea would have committed more men forward. Yeah, like, but, but like both teams look good in certain aspects. Yeah. United. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Wolves United. I think, yeah, this one was just... A case of how have Wolves not scored in the league this year. Yeah, I, I they've had fifty-seven shots in three games, to for zero goals. Zero goals. Yeah, this was this incredible. Like yeah. uh, watching the mini match of this game, and I'm just like, it, it's not. It's like 
not even half time it's like 30 minutes gone and I'm like how is this nil all yeah. like and then it continued in the second half yeah Adama Traore bossed it and it was on show once again how much United are in need of a uh, centre defensive Fred was woeful there was oh my one God. did you see the when the AW, AWB blocked the Trinkau shot yeah the line, before that in the lead up to it yeah. it's like Fred's standing in acres of space he like kicks the ball into his head or something and like is a through ball to Trinkau yeah. and then runs gets gets body to like shoulder to shoulder with him and then gets beaten again and then falls over yeah <laughs> it was embarrassing yeah, yeah. I, I saw that whole thing and then like just I'm pretty pat- sure Rio Ferdinand tweeted about it <laughs> did he yeah he was like come on man <laughs> You just picture his like actions like, oh come on man, like, <laughs> yeah. that's embarrassing. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that was definitely on show. Um, and yeah. especially with McTominay out now with the groin problem, you got to choose between Fred and Matic. Yeah, like, I think Donny Van. De- obviously, Donny Van de Beek is, isn't the defensive midfielder that you want. But I don't know, maybe give him a go. Give him a go. Yeah, give him a go. You- it's hard to be that much worse than Fred was against uh, Wolves. I saw a rumor on uh, Everton Reddit, or it might have even on, been on the main R soccer as well, that um, uh, Donny van der Beek was potentially looked at as like a midfield option for Everton. Ollie but, blocked it. Yeah. Ollie blocked it. Yeah, like, but he's not going to use him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Give him a go. Then you have to give him a go. But yeah, yeah. I thought um, it's interesting, and, and another reason why I think that United need that good. Declan Rice type player to screen because Pogba deep lying lost possession a couple a few too many times I I, I saw one or two of them but um, my my friend Vincent who was watching the, the whole game who's a United fan he was like yeah Pogba when he's sitting deep like this and when we've got no defensive cover because Fred's useless if he loses posi- uh, he lost possession a couple a few too many times but he lost possession further back in the pitch which was more of a problem than when it is when he's playing further yeah, up. Yeah, then it's when he's playing on the uh, ground, And yeah. then, like, the the foul or no foul in the lead-up to the Mason Greenwood goal is case in point. Like, he loses the ball there and almost gives away a foul, which would have denied United a goal. Yeah. Slash gets himself a red card. Yeah, yeah. so that, that's the next um, talking point. And we've already spoken about it off in length, <laughs> at length, um, off air. But, um, yeah. He's lucky. Pogba's very lucky because yeah. it's probably a foul. But, as you pointed out, or Graham Sonus pointed out, <laughs> like Neves was it Neves? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Neves not going down kind of doesn't like works against him in the end. But like, I, I was thinking about that. Like it does go the other way as well. That also shows that there wasn't enough contact. Yeah. So yeah. But apparently there he is, was like, just lucky. Yeah, there's lucky because apparently that like he, he kicks his shin pad out of the way, and there is a mark on the leg. But at the same point, it's like you get kicked in football a lot and you have to play through it. But at the same, I I think. It's not. It's never a red, and it's probably not even a yellow. But I do think it was a foul. But like apples, it's like horses for courses. Like you know, it's apparently, just they're apparently, not going to be thinking about it in a week's time. Apparently, the other thing that um, the Wolves players were annoyed at was that a similar thing happened in the first half. Bruno Fernandez went down, maybe not as bad a tackle, but Wolves kicked the ball out and didn't keep on playing. So they felt like it was. It was. That's naive from Wolves, in my opinion. Yeah, it was... Well, I don't think they would have stopped playing, but maybe they were just, like, looking at it and then... Yeah. Yeah. I don't think, unless it's a head injury, like, teams and players have been told time and time again, unless it's a head injury, you don't stop playing. Yeah. And, like, sportsmanship, quote-unquote, but, like, 
at the end of the day, this is the best league in the world. Like, yeah. you play until you're told to stop playing. Yeah. I think that the last thing I want to say about this game is that a lot of people speaking about Greenwood being the one for the future. I think he's just showing so far this season that he is ready. Yeah. And that when you're that good, it doesn't matter how and I feel it doesn't like, matter how young you are. Yeah. You, your Premier League quality. And I feel like even even when Ronaldo and Cavani are ready, him off him off the right hand side is just as good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's versatile. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and like especially, it's exciting now if if Sancho can because I thought, thought another thing about this game, I thought Sancho was very underwhelming. Yeah, but like again, he's twenty years old and he's in a new league. I'm I'm happy to give him plenty of time. Yeah. Like everyone was calling for Kai Havertz to get time. Everyone was calling for Nicolas Pepe to get time. Everyone, you know, give him time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Rashford. It's, it's, you just forget how young he is. Yeah, Rashford and him on one wing, Greenwood on the other, Cavani or Ronaldo through the middle. Yeah, it's crazy pretty good yeah uh all right finally uh, to wrap us up uh, i'm gonna <laughs> go through it again uh arsenal versus manchester city the first note i've got here is possibly the worst arsenal performance i've seen uh and i don't think that's that far-fetched to say i know we, we had 10 men for half the game but like that's 10 men because a player that we've actively tried to get rid of and had offers for but then our, our manager is somehow convinced to stay and now we've given him a pay rise and a contract extension commits a stupid red card and is now the most red carded player in the Premier League since he joined just again proving why we need to get rid of him so anyway but yeah in this like not to sound melodramatic but this performance for me in terms of just like everything that went into it the lineup the red card the defensive errors the lack of sort of plan B once we lost a player it was worse than the 8-2 to United. It was worse than the 10-2 on aggregate to Bayern. It was, it, was, it was really bad. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone expected you to, to beat Man City and you've lost Man City to Man City in recent years in, in a different fashion. But yeah, that was... Uh... It was less than a whimper. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was pretty bad. Um, yeah, on, on the Shaka thing, it's just... Just a complete brain. Fire. Eleven, like, why, eleven what, red cards since he's joined the Premier League. Why are you jumping up with two feet? Like it's could, just bizarre. Every, like I saw, I saw someone else on some pundit show saying like, everyone knows you can't jump in with two feet, body and two and both legs off the ground. Like it's been drilled into these players for years now. Like yeah. this is a red card three or four years ago, and it's not a red card now. Like what? Like anyway, uh, before I get spiral, I'm just gonna go through all my all my thoughts here. Uh, so yeah, Kalasinac starting another player who we've been trying to get rid of, and it's clearly not in Arteta's plans is just bewildering. The fact and the fact that he's left Pablo Mari, which uh, regardless of how badly or not badly Pablo Mari has been playing, he's a player that Arteta himself has brought in. Kalasinac is from is from the Wenger regime, and so that just speaks uh, asks questions for me about what Arteta's doing, uh, and then. So a couple of notes I had about just not just the fact that we lose, but the manner in how we lose. So Arsenal in three games so far this season uh, ranked last in expected goals in XG in the Premier League. That's last behind Watford and Palace. And so we're 1.66. Watford's next worst on 2.4, 2.04. So quite a drop off there. Uh, and then we're also ranked last in expected goals against. So we... we, we expect the most goals against us in three games and like so and this brings me to my second point which is this is why like people say oh like like it's not always about results like if you look at Wolves right 
They've lost three games in the spin, all 1-0. But if you're a Wolves fan, you're not that unhappy about how your team's playing. Yeah. You're showing fight every game. They're creating lots of chances and then just getting unlucky with a few goals. Like the goal that Leicester scored against Wolves was an incredible goal and that was quite an even game. And the goal, and then Tottenham, like that. Yeah, like, we, again, we, that, we talked about it. They're unlucky to cop a goal yeah, and they're unlucky not Against to United as well. Whereas Arsenal, we've copped, what is it, nine goals in, in, uh, in three games, haven't barely looked like scoring one. And it's just like, there's just like a fragility, like there's like a, a lack of effort. There's players who are playing who should not be playing. Like I know we've got injuries, but like you need to be able to set up a team, even with injuries, that is capable of, of defending. Like we, we we tried five at the back because we obviously didn't have all our players, and then we were just as leak as if we played four at the back. Like like for me, I'm not like I'm. The more I thought about it, because I was very reactionary, I was like Arteta's got to go on Saturday. I was a bit drunk. But for me, Arteta doesn't have to go yet. But after the international break, he's going to have Ben White back. He's going to have Gabriel back. He's probably going to have Thomas Partey almost back. He's got his right back signing in now. Like He's got his entire back four that's his players. He's got his midfielders, Partey and Lekonga. Like He's got Odegaard. It's got to start happening quickly. Or, or, or he's going to be fighting for his life. Yeah. And- I honestly think that if the, if those players you just mentioned are all in the squad, it will be different. Yeah. And, yeah. The, the other thing that I would say is that, yeah, it's 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 been a hard run of fixtures as well. And it's three games in. But Wolves had a hard run of fixtures too. Leicester, Tottenham, United. Yeah. And they look... But they had less, they had less people out through, through illness and injury as well. True. But, look... I, I 100% agree that if it doesn't turn around in the next three games against lesser opponents, then he's, he, he's in real, real, yeah. real trouble. Yeah, like I, I've calmed down from Saturday. I'm not Arteta out yet, but like questions not only about like, like it, yes, he's got players out, but just like decisions like starting Kalasnats, the whole Ainsley Maitland Niles stuff, which we're not even going to go into this episode. Like uh, man management on a number of levels since he's been in the club just seeming weird slash wrong. I've got reservations, but I'm gonna I'm gonna wait and see how it pans out. A month of a fully fit team. If results don't start improving, you could see uh, me tweeting I said her out, but <laughs> not yet. So yeah, let's let's see how they go. Let's see how they go. Let's see how they go. So that is um that's pretty much everything. We've we've absolutely steamrolled through that. <laughs> uh, Got a bit done. Yeah, uh, the international break's coming up. I don't think we're gonna. We won't, we, we won't like. We're not gonna take a two week break, but we're not. We're not gonna discuss any of any of the international games next week, probably. Yeah, let's see. Was, I mean, I, I I wouldn't mind seeing how England go. It, it was good to see Calvin Phillips won um, England player, of the, player of the year. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. And hopefully, Patrick Bamford gets a gets gets a game. Yeah, that'll be nice. But yeah, uh, look for us next week. Probably just previewing. Um, any games that are coming up in the Premier League? We can discuss the Champions League too. Oh, the Champions League too. Another thing we didn't even come across this episode because there was so much to talk about. But yeah, the Champions League group stage groups are out. And yeah, there's a lot, can, lot to break down there. <laughs> so yeah, as always, um, follow us. Uh, the 40 yard, You guys know the name of the thing. <laughs> Spotify, Instagram, 40 uh, uh, Switch. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, bye. <laughs> See you later.